0: Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder.
1: Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again.
0: This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number 17 with Neil and Amy.
0: Preston, that's a one seven, episode 17.
1: And it's beginning to look a lot like like Christmas. Christmas.
0: Everywhere you go.
1: She's in her can can outfit too, everybody. She was dancing on the table just a minute ago.
0: You should have seen my jingle balls.
1: Oh, my goodness. Jingle
0: balls? I meant bells.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never seen your jingle balls, and I'm so good with that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a big surprise, honestly. That would have. Yeah. So, we're right smack dab in the middle of this pandemic, and feeling a little crazy these days.
0: Yeah, it actually is. I if you would have asked me a year ago if I would have thought that in such a short amount of time things would be completely out of our hands like being able to open our business, being able to leave your home.
1: Yeah. Go I mean, to a store without a mask.
0: Yeah. I would have laughed in your face Absolutely. and told you you were an idiot. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Which
1: I've heard that a number of different times from you okay. in the past. Like, Aww. oh, you're Poor an Neil. idiot. <laughs> but you're right. It's like, this is not, it obviously could have never really been expected. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're smack dab in the middle of something that is totally crazy and right now it is depending on when you're listening to this recording just to give you a little date check for us we just left thanksgiving the holiday thanksgiving in 2020 and we are now moving into december in fact the day of this recording is december 5th and what was just enforced upon california businesses is at least the business uh, businesses that we are primarily doing business as is that we are supposed to close our doors and only go to takeout options, meaning in our restaurant business, we're only allowed to sell takeout food, which just does not work to pay the bills.
0: Absolutely. And in our little tiny rural community, takeout isn't something that people spend money on. If they're going to pay to have dinner, they want to actually go in and enjoy a nice dinner. Yes. So, It's not like in the city when you get takeout and have it delivered. So we are having to navigate through challenges that are out of our hands. You know, there's something interesting about when something is completely taken out of your hands. I don't know if you feel the same way, Neil, but sometimes when it's out of your hands, there's a little bit more of a comfort to it because you know that... You're, there's no like second guessing, like, well, maybe we should have, maybe we could, maybe we can, all these things running through your mind. And I think for me, it, it really, how do I want to say this? With decision making kind of out of your hands, it leaves you in a vulnerable, in a vulnerable like state of being. But for some reason or another, I don't know why, if it's just the what, how I'm made up, you know, as a person, it seems like it's easier to trust, like, our creator in those times because.
1: Yeah, your options are slimmed so down and slim. limited.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, it's slim and limited and, and you're kind of taking, your own self is kind of taken out of the equation and you're like, okay. Right. So what. Should we do?
1: Right. Yes. I mean, honestly, so no matter what side of the fence you fall on as a listener person, you could be one who's like, mask up and, you know, close the businesses down and clamp down and in total agreement with the way that the government is handling things. Or you could be in absolute disagreement. Either way, we're still put in a position where we've got to deal with what is, in many ways, being enforced upon us. And that, you know, depending on which side of the street you land, it brings a lot of challenge. It brings a lot of, damn.
0: Yeah, like my little brother says, don't bring your shit on my porch.
1: Yeah, like, but but it's (laughs) landed there. it's there. (laughs) It has landed there. And now we each need to discover what it is that we're supposed to be doing in these moments. Mm Mm-hmm to move into a holiday season. And there are a number of people that that we've just even talked to in the last couple of days that are just nervous, freaking out. You know, the, the holidays are supposed to be merry. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to, you know, have joy and and hopefully, you know, gifts and things of that nature involved with them. And some of those things require money. And some people are being, you know, totally clamped on... Mm-hmm. Funds And so that puts these restrictions that's not just, hey, don't leave your house, stay inside for the next X amount of weeks. But it also is, well, how am I supposed to go Christmas shopping? And how am Mm -hmm. I supposed to? All the normal things that we have grown so accustomed to are being stripped from us. And that is why this episode is called Pan Damn Ick. It's like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. Damn. Like, this is crazy. This is, mm-hmm. this is wild. But, as Amy was saying, it can lead us to a brand new pathway mm-hmm. of trust at a much deeper level.
0: I don't know why, but I'm, like, getting this urge to go, CQ, CQ, CQ.
1: I have no idea what that is. Oh.
0: Well, when I got my ham, radios, ham radio license. Yes. When I was little.
1: Okay, first of all, number one. What 90%, maybe 95% of people that are listening to this do not know what a ham radio is. They were thinking it was some little toy mm-hmm. radio that maybe Made was in the shape ham? of a ham. And that is not the case at all. So I think before you even go down the road of the story, you should probably CQCQ okay, CQ, and tell us what ham radio even is.
0: I'll just give you a, a really quick explanation. Most everyone knows what a CB radio is. Uh, no. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> it's the one so where the truckers things, are driving down the road and they're yeah, like, Yeah, there's hey. these
0: things that have uh, a speaker and a microphone connected and they work through traveling through frequencies, radio frequencies. Okay. Just like uh AM a or a FM radio has frequencies, a ham radio has frequencies, a CB radio has frequencies. Ham radio is frequencies that you have to have a license, like basically a permit to operate on, okay. yeah, on those frequencies. Yes. They're not open up to the public. Okay. So you have to take tests. Uh-huh. And...
1: And your dad was a ham fanatic, and he still is. Well,
0: he was never really a ham fanatic. My dad's just always into uh
1: staying in good communication yeah
0: communicate like he wants to know that he can communicate with his family if you know he he was a Bakersfield city firefighter uh retired from there and so our house was an hour away from the city Mm -hmm. and this is way before cell phones ever were around and he didn't like the fact that like if my mom and he would be at work for days on end sometimes, or he'd be out to a wildfire, or wherever. And, or even like a disaster, like he would get sent.
1: He was Hurricane all over. Katrina yeah. back in the but, day, I mean, things like we that. We had
0: cell phones at Katrina, but before that, it was like the San Francisco earthquake, yeah. the Los Angeles earthquake. There's different disasters going on, and you didn't have cell phones back then. Right. So my dad's like, ah, forget this crap. We're, we're going to we are not going to be the ones that can't get a hold of each other. Right. So he spent a lot of money and time, and he got his ham radio license, and then he built repeaters, which he did professionally for Bakersfield City, too. Um, but the whole point is is that he wanted to be able to communicate with us. So we, if my mom was driving around town when we had our own ham radio, we could call my dad and get a hold of them immediately.
1: Without a cell phone? Without a cell phone. And how old were you?
0: Um, Well, I turned nine when I passed my Morse code test. (laughs) And my dad had his license like maybe a year before me. Okay. So my dad got his license first. Then I got my license. So I was the one operating the radio in the car. I had it before my mom had hers. Yeah, and
1: when I came into the family, you guys were using those handles and like it was common that you were just talking to each other on these radios yeah it would be like kd6wpj
0: this is kd6 zos and then you just wait and then you'd have to be listening for your call to to come through but our brains are smart you know if a friend or a family member is voices on a radio it's not like you need like the special jingle to wake you up to hear that so anyways I can't remember why we were talking about
1: that. CQ, CQ. Oh,
0: yeah. So this one time we got to um, send messages all over the world. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I was little. I was probably like 10 years old. And there were certain days of the year where we would do these like tests in case there was like a national disaster. Mm -hmm. And we would have these fake issues going on, like, all over the world. And then we we each took a certain, not just my family, but, like, the ham radio world, world. And then we would have to deliver information. So it was, like, so-and-so in Florida had to contact us here in California to get information to so-and-so. that, And then we're going to get that information to Europe. Like, it didn't matter where it was. But when you were using these really large radios that traveled over the seas, we would say CQ, CQ, CQ because it was kind of like an emergency, like I'm getting this information out here. Hello, can you hear me? Right. And um it just seems like right now in this day and age is like that's pretty much all I want to do.
1: Yeah. CQ,
0: CQ, <laughs> CQ. Like what the heck is going on?
1: Like Who's and-
0: out there and what is really happening? Yeah,
1: what is happening out there? <laughs> Hello. Gosh, I know. It's you know, and what can happen and it does happen very frequently. In fact, if you if you look and recently I've done a few little studies, research studies on mental health and well-being since the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19 outbreak and what you see Really, like in huge numbers, is the increase in depression mm-hmm. you see the increase in suicides mm-hmm. you, you Spousal see abuse a, yeah, domestic violence because everybody's cooped up in the house and they're freaking out mm-hmm. you know because this isn't normal, normally, we can run away from each other mm-hmm. and find something else to do, and it's just things are challenging the The other thing is is alcoholism and drug abuse is drastically mm-hmm. increased as well. And all of those factors kind of create a very combustible environment mm-hmm. where like if anybody were just to strike a match, things could yeah. quickly become volatile. Mm-hmm. And now we're going into the holiday season. And as we're, we're entering into it, it's, you know, there's big changes that are happening but as you were saying, Aim, I think that you were spot on. That there is with every single one of these clampdowns, or any time in life we run into a circumstance that just seems like, what the heck are we supposed to do? Damn, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to be found in that. Yes. There's it's the silver lining if you want to call it that. But <clears throat> there's definitely an opportunity right now to experience life in a new way Mm -hmm. and and that is totally possible so i i I don't just want to sit here throughout this entire pandemic uh show and and talk like the negative side of it but the reality is is that hard things force us into new ways Mm -hmm. essentially
0: absolutely gosh man i wish Hard things are inevitable, Mm -hmm. but there's always that uh, people, you know, we we make light of it and we kind of joke around about like, oh, well, that's the glass, the glass half empty or that's the glass. Are you looking at things, the glass half full or the glass half empty, you know, but in reality, yeah, it sucks because it feels like we're going backwards, It feels like we're being forced to go backwards in so many areas of our life. Yet, when we look back at history, like what our forefathers have had to go through to get us where we are here now, we're not that bright if we think that we aren't going to have to be like our forefathers and push through times like this as well. It's not like, oh, they did all the hard work, so we get all the fun work. Right. You do all the disciplines while I do all the fun, you know. I'm going to do the decorating while you unload the dishwasher.
1: Well, that sounds like our life, honestly.
0: That's why I had to use it as a real example for you. (laughs) But, I mean, in all reality, there's an opportunity right in front of us right now. There is. Because, yeah, we're being told what to do, and yeah, we're all of this stuff, but there is a peace in the air. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Because I believe, you believe, that our creator hasn't carried us this far to abandon us. It's not like some sick joke. He's like, Ha ha! I got you where I want you. Adios, mother effers. You <laughs> know, it's not like that. It's like, oh, okay. This is this is getting a little tight. This is getting a little uncomfortable. Okay. Well, what do we do when it's tight and uncomfortable? Well, we take our turtleneck off. Okay, feeling a little better. <laughs> I can breathe. Okay. Next step. What do we do now? You know, it's just like one step at a time. I think we get a- way ahead of ourselves, and I think that when things are going good. We get so far down the road of what could be and what will be and all of that. It's all hypothetical, but we think it's like an actual reality in our head. And then stuff like this pops up and it's like, oh, we're so far behind. Well, I don't know. Were you because was all that really happening or were you just living like it was happening? Mm-hmm. Reality check. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see what we do have. What do we have? For everybody, that's different. Some people... Can be grateful that they didn't lose their retirement through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Other people have. Right. So, I mean, there's that. Then there's, okay, well, you know, I've been great. I'm grateful that I don't have COVID and I'm not dying in the hospital. Yeah. Other people are losing family members right now for that. Okay. So, it's like, what are we going to do as humans to find gratefulness? in our essence, in our being, in our minds, through something that is tragic all the way around. No matter how you shake it, it's tragic. I mean, just look at the way that it's affected our children. Caden, high school senior, he's been playing football and basketball since he was six, Mm -hmm. goes all through high school playing varsity, and has different people reaching out to him, um, colleges and different... People saying, hey, we want to get you over here to... What are those things called?
1: Scout camps and stuff yeah. like that.
0: And then all of a sudden the pandemic happens and the scout camps are closed.
1: Yeah, his whole... His
0: whole game plan is completely on, is frozen. Yes. But let's use him as an example. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? It does suck. It sucks because I've been doing this for so long and, and I thought it, there was going to be like some kind of reward Mm-hmm. You know here, but you know what? It's going to be okay. Yep. Life goes on. Yep. A lot of people, kids, especially in Caden's circumstance, that that's everything to them. So when everything gets taken away, even though it's the one thing, sports gets mm-hmm. taken away, it feels like everything is taken away. Their foundation is shaken.
1: Yep. And you lose. The expectation of anything good,
0: yeah, it doesn't even seem like it's possible. Yeah, but that's what we wanted to talk about today with you guys here listening to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, is it's about honestly. I mean this this word hope is it's um, it gets overused and misunderstood. I think frequently, similar to the word love, where you know. Hope is said Mm -hmm. frequently, but when you don't have hope, it's really easy to fall into places of despair, wanting to quit. And that's when all of those things that I was talking about that have raised up during this COVID-19 pandemic, all the depression and hopelessness and all Mm that, that's that's a byproduct of hopelessness is what I'm trying to say. When you're not expecting good, you just, just throw it all away and... And what we have to do right now, and this is what we're wanting to encourage you to do, there are two things. Gratitude can really lead you to hope. Because in order to be grateful, you've got to find things that you're grateful for. You have to be very intentional about that. And as Amy said, you know, maybe there are things right now that you're not grateful for. Well, those aren't going to be your source of gratitude. If you focus on those things, they're going to be your source of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. But when you find things, very intentional things, they could be tiny little small things or huge things to be grateful for. Now, all, all of a sudden, your expectation levels rise. Mm-hmm. There's like an inner transition, an inner transformation that happens through gratitude. It happens through being a grateful person. Mm -hmm. And gratitude, I do believe, is step one to seeing your hope levels rise. Because when you're focusing on the good things that have happened, the blessings that are there, Mm -hmm. even when there are things that are happening that you don't like, now all of a sudden you start looking. It's like, it's like when it's like if you ever gotten a, a car, maybe a car that you like or something like that, or maybe you bought one, and then everywhere you turn, you seem to see the exact same car that you just bought, and you're like, I didn't even see that beforehand. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice those kinds of cars, Mm -hmm. but now I see them everywhere.
0: Your awareness has increased.
1: It has. It's because of what you fixate on, that's Mm -hmm. what you begin to see. Mm -hmm. And so for, for each of us, when we start to fixate our attention on things that we're very grateful for, Now, all of a sudden, we start looking around and seeing a lot more things to be grateful for. And it increases our expectation that good is in our future. When you look at the idea of the holiday seasons, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, you know, all of these these seasons that happen in more of like the, the winter time, what you see as a common thread is they're supposed to raise our hope levels. And if you really look at the celebration of Christmas in and of itself, that celebration is intended to be about hope, specifically the hope of the world found in what we sing about when we sing the song Silent Night. Holy night. All is calm, all is bright. We've got this whole whole season that is... Wrapped around the idea that this savior or this messiah came to this earth to rescue us from dark and perilous times. Perilous. Perilous. Peril. It's like it's like uh, during like the heat of the moment and the horror movie, like, gotcha. and like mm-hmm. a peril is taking place. Mm-hmm. So when times are perilous, we need hope. And what we have an opportunity to do right now in this season is to begin to place our hope Mm -hmm. in something way greater than any other thing. Greater than a pandemic, greater than government structures, greater than money, greater than health. Mm -hmm. It's, It's hope that comes through understanding that that there really is a creator, he's good, and he does care. And we do go through hard seasons, but those hard seasons are all supposed to push us toward our knees, and then on our knees, we find hope. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In humility, we find hope. Right. When things aren't easy, we can find hope.
0: Yeah, when decisions are made and they're out of our hands, we can find hope.
1: Yes. And it's beautiful. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It makes me think of um, the scripture in Psalms, and every time I read this, I actually cry because I actually don't know why I cry, but it hits me like at my core, and I want to read it. It's Psalm one twenty one says, "I lift my eyes." the mountains, where does my help come from? We can substitute help right there with hope. Mm-hmm. Like, can okay. my hope comes from the Lord, the Maker of the heavens and the earth? He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel, will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. It's like a promise, a generational promise that is like passed down and passed down and passed down. And even though it was written thousands of years ago, it still has life in that. When you read those words, when I read those words, I find peace and comfort in that because, yeah, that does, he's, it's not saying everything's going to go your way and you're going to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but it's saying where, where is your help coming from and, and this idea that it's like coming from something much greater and much higher than myself, I can, you know, when we went to counseling one time, I liked how the therapist said, you have to live your life with your your palms open. Mm-hmm. If you live your life with your palms closed, your palms clenched, how are you ever going to receive a good gift? Yeah, you might get hurt. You might Your hand might get slapped with it being open. Someone might give you something you don't want. But the opportunity that is being allowed by living with your hands, with your palms open versus clenched where you can never grab anything. Mm-hmm. There's hope in that. Right. There's hope that a good gift is coming your way. There's hope that love is still on its way to you, even though you might not feel it at the moment. Right. And I, I just want to say that coming out of some pretty dark personal places the last couple months um, with the health stuff that I've been having to walk through and not thinking that I would ever have to walk through this at 38 years old has been overwhelming. But there's the only part of that that I find peace is really found in this scripture is my help and my hope isn't going to come from me mustering up some kind of hype. It's not going to come from you telling me You can do it, just push harder, you know. There's nothing that the human nature can, like, just birth, support, make happen, and then continually, gosh, what's the word? It's like continually feeding it energy that it's going to last forever. Like, that is a total joke. Right. It's a complete lie. It's never going to happen. We can't muster that kind of stuff up ourselves.
1: It requires connection. Mm-hmm. It requires, you know, when you when you look to a, a, a government structure for your help, mm-hmm. that doesn't last. Right. If you look to money as your end all, that does not last. But when your help and your hope is the founder the creator of all things now you have something that lasts Mm
0: -hmm. and something that can be passed down and something that your kids watch you do even without you sitting down and giving them some kind of lecture right they're like oh gosh dang we remember how mom and dad responded when they were told that their business had to be closed Mm -hmm. who's going to pay the bills i mean that's the reality
1: right the state's not paying our bills right
0: so you and I get faced with figuring out how to pay bills without being allowed to actually make the, the correct amount of money coming in to cover those bills. But the kids get to watch. Mm-hmm.
1: How we handle it.
0: They get to watch how we posture ourselves. They mm-hmm. get to watch us believe that our Creator hasn't got us this far to turn around and shut the door and leave us abandoned.
1: Right. Yeah. Challenging times show up in our lives. And in those times, we've got to take the stand for what it is that matters most. And we've got to dig in deep. We've got to muster up the faith and the hope and the trust. And we've got to lean in to a source of strength that is far greater than anything this world could provide. We can overcome. Any circumstance, any situation, any opposition, as long as we stay near and close to the actual source of hope, he can lead us to where we need to be. So here's really what we're trying to get across to you today. Number one, be grateful no matter what's going on, no matter what it looks like. Number two, do not let hope disappear. That means expect that good is in your future, even when sometimes things look different than you thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, that's really where we are today. You know, hope comes from a greater source. Nothing on this earth that was created can be our ultimate source of hope. And so we got to place our trust in a higher source. That's right. That's doable. We believe that if you are moving forward and you're seeking to find your call and make your life count, your life will not be miserable. You'll be able to move to places of joy. And we have officially actually completed the writing of Wayfinder. It's in its last edits. Oh my goodness. That's pretty awesome. And we're excited to get it into your hands. So be paying attention for the actual release of that book. You can still go to neilandamy.com click on the pre-sell. If you want to make a purchase of that now, you can, and you're going to end up with the audio uh, of that recording, excuse me, audio, the of audio the book, book free because you bought the book pre-sell. So that is an opportunity for you. Anything else to add to this particular
0: podcast? Well, we don't have Eric with us and he usually says like, share,
1: no, like, share, comment,
0: like, Comment, like, share. Like,
1: share, comment, Comment, subscribe. subscribe. (laughs) I think he says that, which is awesome. So So
0: if you can share this with your friends, that would be great. Get the word out there. We love you. We will be uh, standing with you in whatever issues of life that you find yourself in. Know that we are thinking and praying for anyone who is hungry and ready to live their best life walk down the road with a little jingle in their step.
1: Not jingle balls, jingle bells. Yeah.
0: And uh, handing out candy canes, love, singing yeah. <laughs> in the rain. Dang. What other things?
1: That's it. That's, That's all it. I'm doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye for now. Bye.